All right, guys, here we go. Episode three of the podcast. I am working diligently behind the scenes to get an intro and an outro and cool music that is actually licensed by, I don't know, whatever the companies are, BMI, ASCAP, I don't know. We're going back to my college days for music business and all that jazz. Anywho, hope everybody had an amazing Thanksgiving. I taught a turkey burn. Dun, dun, dun. And um, I just, I had a lot of anxiety this year about teaching my turkey burn. So I figured that would segue into a good little snippet of how I overcame it, how I thought about it, how I tackled it. Um, I actually never, I've never had anxiety in my entire life until, um, really just recently it happened this year. So um, I turned, I'm 31 years old. Um, well I turned 31 in September. So I guess 30 years old, we were going back into like uh, June or July. And I guess we're just getting right into the, the meat and the potatoes of the podcast here. But, um, I, yeah, somewhere around July ish, I I had a really bad panic attack in the studio. It actually was when um, James Lewis left Boston, and I just felt I felt like this pressure to perform. I noticed a lot of different people were showing up in my classes. I felt like um, I just felt like this shift of the energy in Boston. And as y'all know, James is an amazing instructor. He was like such a part of the Boston community, and now is in New York. But for me, I just had this overwhelming feeling like I had to I had to step up more or something like it was so odd I just felt like I didn't I didn't really have I don't know it was I can't even describe it so somehow that led to this like performance anxiety within me where when someone from one of his classes or someone from another class would show up in my room or New York or whatever I would get this like this anxiety anxiousness like I had to be something bigger and better um or like assume this role or this position as quote-unquote senior instructor even more so than when I you know was promoted I think earlier in the year I actually don't remember the day I should really double check that and make that a sacred kind of day because I tend to have these big amazing things happen to me and I kind of I'm just like okay awesome on to the next thing you know I don't actually like melt into all the goodness of it in the moment, which is so essential, right? Like, come on, Mads. You worked really hard for that. You worked for a long time for SoulCycle to become a senior instructor, and then you just kind of like shrugged it off and kept going. So at any rate, this anxious anxiety, performance anxiety, sport anxiety started to develop in July. Um, I had a panic attack in the room. I talked about it, um, and the room became this place of anxiousness for me. Um, I remember I subbed a 6 a.m. before a 7 a.m. activate and I rode really hard in the 6 a.m. because it wasn't my class and I was trying to like overcompensate or overdo it and just like wake people up and then I went right into the 7 a.m. and about halfway through my activate class I had to leave like I thought I was going to pass out I got physically ill in the bathroom for lack if you don't want to get into it but just think of all the ways you could get physically ill with the flu and that's pretty much exactly what happened to my body it was like my body was so anxiety ridden that it was like I was it was I was ill I was I was lying on the floor in the bathroom I put the activate class I'll never forget I put it on like a Billie Eilish that like creepy hill song and I left the room um and I remember uh 
one of the studio managers, Sarah Hooper at the time ran and she was like, are you okay, Maddie? I was like, you know what? Honestly, I'm not. And right now I have to figure out a way to go back in there. So I kind of like just went back in the room and finished my class and it really affected me and it affected me. Um, you know, I did a bunch of different blood work and tests and like, I was like, is this really just anxiety? That's like creating, you know, the panic in my stomach and my chest and my heart. And like, it was like really, I mean, it was turning, it was manifesting into this giant, like, evil monster, like, to the point where the Soul Cycle Studio was starting to become, like, for me, my nightmare. Like, how could the place that I love so much and that I valued and I just, I am so in love with and found such peace in and, and, um, breakthroughs in and, and work through breakups and struggles and deaths and whatever. How is this place that I love so much starting to become my, my biggest nightmare? And, um, that was really interesting for me. I really had to take a step back and really figure out. I mean, I talked to everybody. I talked to our programming team. I talked to Olivia Ward, who's a master instructor in Atlanta. She also is one of our like advisors for our Boston community. She's amazing. And she's been doing it much longer than me. And she was like, Matt, it's like, you just, you're, you're psyching yourself up. Like you've worked all this time and you're, you've worked so hard and you need to just kind of like melt into where you are. And it, it was almost like PTSD for me. Like I had to overcome this fear and this like scary thing that happened in the room. I don't know. And maybe other instructors out there can and attest to it. When you like almost passed out or you get sick in the room, you feel really vulnerable and you feel like you're responsible for all the people in your class. But then at the same time, you're like panicking because you're worried about your own safety. It's this very weird flex of um, authority and you feel really out of control when you lose that because you get sick. So I battled with this through July, August, September, and it kind of went away for a while. And the turkey bird actually made it rear its ugly head again because for whatever reason, I started to psych myself out. And I mean, I was really, I mean, if you talked to me earlier in this week, I probably don't even remember the conversation because I, I was like a little pony in Central Park, you know, like, or not pony, you know, like the Clydesdales in Central Park, like they have the blinders on and they can only see what's in front of them. That is like literally how I was with the turkey bear. And I was like, I just got to get this done with. It was almost like a big run test in college sports or like, I can't even imagine like what it would feel like to be playing in the Super Bowl or Beyonce at the Rose Bowl. Like I, I need to know what they do for their anxiety because like, holy mackerel, like no matter how much you love what you do, there is a factor of like, all these people are coming to my class. They're paying double the amount of a normal class. So they ex like, is the expectation higher? And then you fall into this like, oh my God. And your ego is rearing and you're like, I don't, who am I to blah? And it's like, and it's like this spiral, this like avalanche effect of like, I'm not good enough. Um, I'm not worthy enough kind of like overdrive or whatever in your head. So I, it was an opportunity for me to try to see like, okay, like this happened before. Uh, how are you going to handle it, Mads? So I was just getting really grounded in all my books and my gurus. And I was listening to Joel Osteen, who's like this big preacher in the South. And, um, I'm not super, super, super religious, but I really enjoy what he said. And I said something to my dad on the phone. I was like, dad, I know my body's physically prepared for this, but there's a factor here where I just have to give it up to the universe or God or put whatever, whatever word you want in there, whatever you believe, because like, this is big, this is outside of me now. I know that physically I can do this mentally. I'm sort of on board, but there's still this little agitation in the middle of my, like 
you know, my chest that's tight and that's the anxious performance part that I just, for some reason, couldn't shake. It was very odd. I mean, I did all the things. I ate all the food. I got my IV from the Ivy League in South Boston and I was doing all these things to prepare myself for the turkey burn. And I found myself in my car and I was listening to Trent Shelton. If y'all don't know him, he is this like ex-NFL player and now he's a motivational speaker. I just saw him at Rise Business and I was just like, shit, let me... Let me just send him a video on direct message and ask him what he does because he's stepped into larger arenas than I and must have some advice. So I sent him a, I took a video of me and I sent it and I never really thought I would get anything back. He's got like two or three million followers, something unbelievable. And lo and behold, the Trent Shelton sent me back a couple of different voice notes about what he does when he's anxious before speaking to a really large crowd. And he had some really good points, you know, um, and especially because it's Thanksgiving and being grateful and being in the presence of love and gratefulness and all that. Um, he was like, you're making it about you, Maddie, and it's about them. And if, you are ser- if you're in service and you're serving others and inspiring others, it can't be about you. So you got to get out of your head and stop being so selfish. It's not about you. It's about them. And I was like, ooh, hot damn. Uh, it was very like come to Jesus moment. I was like, okay. And I was excited because I look up to him. He's one of my, like, I would say my inspirations on a weekly basis, especially coming off a of rice business and seeing him in person. And I took that and I was like, okay. Who else would have something good to say about this before I like head out into my week? And so I was Googling gr- gratitude and, you know, there's the Oprah Winfrey's and all these amazing things that were popping up. Um, and Tony Robbins popped up. And he had a nugget that I actually carried into my turkey burn. And it was fear and being grateful the emotion of being in fear or being in gratitude can't exist simultaneously. You can't be fearful and be grateful. And he also said you can't live in anger. You can't be angry and grateful. There's such polarizing things that they don't go together. So if you're living in love and gratefulness and have a grateful heart, it's, it's a lot harder to feel anger or fearful or the negative things. And I thought that was such an awesome nugget. And um, that's how I went into my turkey burn. And it was such a cool experience. And I know in the past, like, I was probably just trying to survive it and get through it in some aspects. And this time, it felt really transformational would have been the word. And it was really cool. And, like, even now I'm talking, I have my little mic set up in my studio. I'm not in studio at Industrious today. I'm trying to, you know, do this stuff on my own. Uh, even sitting in my living room right now, I have chills that just like prick, you know, the kind of prickle up the back of your spine a little bit and they go down into like the sides of your arms over your shoulders, like waterfall effect down over your arms. And then, because it really was a transformational thing. I went in a little panicked and there was a point in it where we were, you know, we were like 40 minutes into the turkey burn. I remember cause Billie Jean was playing and I was like, holy crap, there's still like 50 something an hour, almost an hour left in here. Like, Oh, how am I going to do that? And I kept bringing it back to like, what are you grateful for? 
Who are you grateful for? Look at these people around you. Look at our legs. Look at all that we can do together. Look at all that we are together. Put your hand over your heart. Like, feel your heartbeat. Feel all that you are. Be grateful for that. And I kept just spinning that web and, and weaving that web and spinning that. And that ride turned into this, like, beautiful, amazing thing. Um, I was riding up on the podium with one of my great, great ride or die. I call her my ride or die rider. Her name's Amy. And we were holding hands at one point. It just turned into this beautiful, loving, living in gratitude type of ride. And that is truly how I overcame. I overcame the fear, the fear of it is I went in there and I was like, this is it. We have to feel the fear and do it anyway. And then revert back to I can't be fearful and grateful at the same time. They just don't go together. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. Because I've never really sat down and, and tried to dissect how to get rid of my anxiety. And I don't think it ever really goes away. There were little tidbits of it throughout the entire the entire ride. It popped up. Like I said, I, almost, I felt like I almost like I was going to die during Billie Jean when I like had a little freak out moment. Like I am st- I am stuck in this room for another hour. Like what am I going to do? And I just kind of kept bringing it back to that love, that gratitude, that love, that gratitude. And all my, you know, I call my gurus, my goddesses, whoever, they all talk about this. I know Gabby Bernstein says it a lot. Like, a grateful heart is a magnet for miracles. Like, all these just juicy, amazing sayings. And for some reason, when I was really putting one foot in front front of the other, one pedal stroke in front of the other, in that kind of openness and that kind of loving gratitude, I was like, nothing can touch me in this room. I'm fine. Even if I pass out, I'm surrounded by people who love me and are grateful for me. Like, it, we just were in this space of just, I can't even describe it, I like, inside the four walls. It was just, like, this space, safe space of, like, just being able to fear, fear, <laughs> Freudian slip a little bit, feel whatever it was we were, we were maybe in fear of, feeling it and still doing it. And I'll never forget that was like that was a huge thing during Soul Cycle training when we were all nervous. I'll never forget Mel Griffin was like, "Feel the fear and do it anyway." And I, I don't know if she coined that saying, but she became the person I I basically gave that saying to. It, it, maybe it meant more coming from Mel, Mama Mel. Um, and that has been something that's led me through my soul cycle career because there have been moments where it's been so crazy and so I've been in fear and I've been nervous. I mean, I teach the survivor on Sunday into right into another class and you're riding for almost two hours straight and I get a little anxious sometimes between that and I get a little anxious sometimes in the survivor. That performance anxiety I don't think is ever going to go away for um for us because I mean that is what we are as soul cycle instructors we're elite athletes and I that goes for anybody who teaches in fitness and whether you're on the bike or off the bike or your berries or your SLT or you name it um anything out there um you're gonna feel all the different things on any given day any given day and it's just like how do I work through them what are the tools that I can use who are the people I can call upon the podcast the nuggets the little things that are going to get me from point a to point b unscathed and how am I going to do this um on a daily basis when it starts to get hard and that fear creeps in and that anxiety does creep in it's like I 
I'm just so grateful for finding the things that inspire me. And I really do owe like a huge shout out to Trent and kind of putting me on that path of like, it's not about you, Maddie, it's about them. And you can't, it can't be about you if you're living in service. And that kind of snap changed everything about my week and how I went into the turkey burn. And um, I just thought it was really cool. And like I said, super transformational. And if you were there and you're listening, thank you so much for coming. Um, Every single soul in there was so very needed and you played such a huge role into getting me from point A to point B. And I I really hope it it was inspiring. I mean, we played all the songs. I played like Dirty Dancing. I, I just made it this thing. And then the craziest part was I finished the turkey word and I had to drive out to Chestnut Hill and teach again. Um, and... There are some days where it is so hard, but somehow you get through it. And I've come to find out that I think the way I do get through it is by calling upon all these other emotions that just kind of trump fear and um, trump anger and trump being scared or being tired. Um, and I truly mean that. It's it's so transformational, your your mind. There have been some mornings recently. I know even this morning. I mean, it's Saturday. I'm recording this in my living room. I woke up to teach my first class, and I was like, dear Lord, I think my legs are going to fall off. And, I, and, and right as I was saying, oh, I, my legs are so tired, my mind went to, you should be grateful for those legs, those tired legs. Be grateful for your tired legs. And it just, it's like that feeling is there. Yes, <laughs> I am tired say that I can feel that but it's like now I have the tool of the ability where my mind retracts it retracts the statement and it flips it on its head and it gives me some perspective into how I can lead with a grateful heart instead of leading with a tired heart or a whatever heart and it and and being more in the gratefulness of all that I am and all that I'm worth and living in love versus living in fear or living without abundance, or living in a tired world, whatever you want to put in for an adjective there of the negativity versus the positivity and flipping the whole situation on its head. So, I mean, it it was truly a really interesting week, and I wonder, I wonder how I will feel. I know I'm scheduled to do a resolution ride, which is like another 90-minute ride, which is kind of, they're kind of like, um, the bigger rides of I, I don't equate them to like the Super Bowls of Soul Cycle or I don't know like uh, something like that longer a little scarier a little trickier harder to harder to map out um, when it comes to this job I'd say it's one of the harder things you can do so I'm really interested to see how these practices I can start to actually implement them into my daily life and if it will help with my anxiety. Um, And I truly hope that telling these stories and having these kind of very conversational like podcasts that will eventually morph into something totally different and interviews and whatever they do mold into, I just hope that I can bring you some value beyond the bike because that is after all what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to take instances from my life and my week and bring them to you beyond the bike. So even if you can't make it to my 45 minute, my hour, my 90 minute turkey burns or whatever they are, that somehow you can get some value and get a little sparkle and get a little Maddie beyond the bike because that is truly what I what I hope uh, 
what I, what my original hope for this podcast was that I can reach so many more people than just the Boston community. Go wider, go bigger, be grander, um, reach out and touch more people. That, after all, is why I decided to start this. So I hope that you enjoyed the little tidbit from my week. I hope that you got to ride and do all sorts of fun things. I would love to hear from you. As you know, um, I'm very available on Instagram and email and my website and all the things. So please go and explore all that stuff. And um, I think that's all I got for you guys. Pretty, pretty, uh, whatever wrap up. I don't, yeah, that's it. Hopefully it helps. Maybe that can soothe someone's anxiety out there. And if it can touch one person, then I'm doing my job right. So I will leave you as I always close out my classes as well as my podcast these days. May you always be joyful, loving, and above all else, fearless.